0: So today, uh, I am going to be starting. um, I just want to do an intro video. I've been told that I need to be more personal and tell you guys about my journey, how I got started, my motivation for getting started, um, my motivation for being in the financial services field, and um, whether some of the accidents that happen along the way. And, you know, just so you know a little bit more about myself so you could understand and relate to why I have a passion, a deep deeper purpose for what I'm doing. So I'm going to start with, I'm actually going to tell you guys about why I think that this is something financial literacy, financial wellness, and um, knowledge of finances, budgeting, understanding what you're doing in your business life, your personal life, and your journey. Because your life is a journey, and there are certain parts in your journey that you have. And there are three parts that I believe works with your wellness that comes into, to your wellness. And, and one is of course your health, which is, which, you know, you have doctors and you're always working on that. The one thing that your doctor can't do is they can't advise you, help you or prescribe for you unless they know about you or unless they, you help them, they can give you the medicine, but it's not a, he does an I, listen type of thing. It is a cohesive thing that you do together, you and your doctors, you and your nutritionist, you and your lifestyle. So there's all different parts to your physical wellness. That's the same thing. It goes for mental wellness is you you know you have to understand what's happening within you you have to understand what is going on your you know your counselor your motivations for doing things you know your struggles and you need to bring all of that together whether you have a counselor that's helping you you're working on these things yourself your family your friends your 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 education you know, all the things, your, your significant other, those are all things that come into the mental wellness. Well, for me, financial wellness is the third part of this. And it's, it's cannot, it cannot, you're, you can't have the first two without having the third. So if you are not financially well, you know, the saddest thing is I'm always going to, um, a very passionate program here that a, a very passionate non-for-profit in, in Palm Beach County here called two one, one. And they are um, focuses on, you know, suicide awareness and they are a suicide hotline here. And they talk about um, all the different things that helps people. And a lot of people when they have their notes or they have something to talk about, it's usually finances or fighting about financing or arguing about finances is one of the things that people contemplate suicide about it's it's one of the things that leads them that to 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 making that decision or contributes to their mental health. And it does also affect your physical health, because if you have high blood pressure, because you have high anxiety, then that will cause issues with your physical health. So you, those are the the financial part of our life journey is a pertinent part that a lot of us are afraid to talk about. We're afraid to talk about it. And we are afraid to address it. We feel like if we don't look at it, then we don't have to talk about it. We avoid it. I mean, procrastination. I am a total um, procrastinator when it comes to certain things that I don't want to do. And finances is something that people don't want to look at. And they think if they're not looking at it, that it's gonna go away. Well, it does not go away. It's a part of all of our lives. It, it's a part of you when you're 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 starting to walk to when you pass away, and even after death, financial literacy, financial education, financial wellness is pertinent to you living a well life. So that is one of my my deeper purpose of starting this journey with. Um, financial education and financial teaching, financial literacy and helping people to understand where they're at in life. Um, I am not a big be- believer in deprivation. I am also not a big believer in instant gratification. So we're going to discuss that further when you uh, when I, you understand, so you understand a little bit more about my motivation and, and the different things that we need to talk about. Uh, I want to tell you guys about my journey and where I'm at. We're also going to talk about um, a little bit about my family and um, everything that we talk about today is going to tell you why. I'm, I want to do what I'm doing or, or and my motivation for doing it and what I'm going to get out of doing it and what I'm get, trying to give um, for doing this. So, I and I know that there's a lot of noise out there. There's a lot of people that are trying to teach you different things, whether it's a business, whether you're an entrepreneur, you're a business person, or you're an individual Um that's thinking about different things there is no fast get there quickly rule there's no binge diet for financial wellness it is part of your life journey you cannot Binge on it and live one way for six months and then go back to your old ways. It's a mindset. I call it the money mindset. So you have to have the right mindset going into this things. Now, there are little caveats and little things that we can teach you along the way. If you're in a certain situation like debt um, where you can add to your journey to, to for a temporary part of your journey to, to reduce your debt. Or little things along the way, depending on what your financial goal is, whether it is you're you're trying to buy a house or you're sending a kid to college and all these different things. There are little things that go along the way that you add into, you know, their inserts to your your whole money mindset. But there's no one thing that there's no binge way to do it you can't just say okay i'm gonna do this for six months and i'm gonna i'm gonna be straight and arrow and then what happens when you go on a binge diet what happens you go on a diet and you deprive yourself you deprive yourself of everything that you love and everything that you want because i want to lose 50 pounds in, in six months and then that's what you do what happens when you lose the 50 pounds If you look at statistics and you can go ahead and review the statistics, I haven't gone down to the actual numbers, but I can guarantee you that over 50% of those people that goes on the binge diet end up gaining more weight and becoming less healthy, more unhealthy when they're done. So it's the same thing with finances. You cannot binge on anything. If you binge, then you're going to go back to your old ways and, and and then you're going to end up worse off than you were at the beginning. So you have to think of it as a money mindset, as a mindset of financial on your journey, your life's journey. It has to be something that you're doing. That's why I don't believe in the deprive way of doing things or I don't believe I also don't believe in the instant gratification way of doing things. Cause I believe both of those things gets us into trouble in one way or another. So that's one of my models. One, one of my models is, you know, that my models, my philosophy, whatever you want to call it is, is finances and financial living a financial well life is not about deprivation. The modern world, meaning the generation um, just below me and the generation, um, you know, I'm, I'm 48 years old, so the generation below me, and maybe even some of my generation, they are all about instant gratification. They want their Uber Eats now, they want everything now, they want the best house ever now, they want the best car now, they want everything now. Well, if you're if you're gonna think like that, you're gonna get into trouble, because there's no way. It is impossible unless you win the lotto to get everything now. And even when that happens, go back to the statistics, most lotto winners after a few after a while end up filing for bankruptcy because they did not manage their money well. They had well, they had endless billions millions of dollars and they have not managed it well. It's the same thing with athletes and and and, and entertainers. If they're not managing their money well, they end up Filing for bankruptcy, they end up in debt. They end up with all these different things. It doesn't matter how much money they make, and it matters what you're keeping. It matters how you're living your life journey. Your money mindset will explain and will help you to understand what you're keeping by building your wealth. So that's that's part of it. So and then we have the generation that's above me. So. 48 years old, maybe 50, 60, 70 generation, and I'll include some of the immigrant generation in there that are not, not, um, that came to this country, is they believe in deprivation. Don't get me wrong. They will not go to dinner. They will not go to the movies. They deprive themselves of everything. They will not entertain themselves, but they will save money. They will buy a house. They will build wealth. But are they living? So, you know, I don't believe in that either. I believe that God gave us life and we should live it moderately. Everything in moderation. That's what I'm always telling my children. That's what I'm always telling my clients. Everything in moderation. Too much of anything is no good. Even if you're having something that is super good for you, too much of it is no good. Too much vitamins is no good. Too much medicine is no good. Too much green broccoli is no good. It's going to give you gas. So, you know, it doesn't matter how good something is for you. If you take too much of it, it is no good. You know, it's the same thing that with bad things that are for you. It's the same way. If, if you take too much of it, it is not going to work for you. So that that is what my motto is. My, my, my number one motto is moderation. I live my life moderately. I don't believe in depriving myself of things or of anything I also do not believe in instant gratification because that will get my me into the big deep hole and you know I don't believe that instant gratification works for any of us cuz you instant gratification yourself you get into all this trouble and then you spend the rest of your life digging yourself out of it so what is the purpose of that you know you're you're gratified for what a year two years maybe i don't know how long and then what happens the rest of the time so if you want to have the money mindset and live comfortably, you have to think about moderating everything. Too much of anything is no good. Again, I say, too much of coffee is no good, which, which I love, but I can't have too much of it. So you always have to draw that line, fine line, moderation. You're moderate about doing things. So that's part of what, that's part some of my philosophy that we're, we're talking about here. So let's go back to what's out there. So for me, I think that there's a lot of people out there that will try to teach you finances, which try to teach you financial wellness. will try to teach you about businesses. will tell you, don't do this. Don't do that. Don't whatever. There's nothing about don't do this. Don't do that. Whatever they're, they're telling you it's everything depends. If you would like to go to Disney, you can go to Disney. When you go to Disney might be an issue because if you want to go to Disney, you set a financial goal that that's one of the things that you want to do. You have to look at your finances in general and you have your Disney pot. If one, When you start watching my, my, um, my podcast, listening to my podcast and watching my videos, you'll see some of them talks about the financial pots the pots are the goal at the end of the rainbow so those it are the things that when you when you're done filling your pot you you have achieved your goal which could be goals or gold whichever one um, it's march for us here so that means that it is um it's the lucky month of uh, St. Patrick's so we're thinking all about gold this month so so that's that's one of the things that uh, that you can do so i don't think that you know, that, those are the things. So one of the other things that you, you need to think about is who is teaching you? Who is telling you these things? Are they qualified? Do they have education? Do they have experience? And I'm not just talking about experience in one thing. Do they have financial education and financial experience in tax, if they're teaching you tax, in money management, in business planning, in tax planning, in estate planning? Do they have... That experience because having the education like I have, being a CPA, which is a lot of hours of studying and a lot of hours of school, and many different things. You know, I went to the City University of New York, Lehman College, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that later. Um, because I am from the Bronx, Boogie down Bronx, so it's Sharon from the Bronx, not JLO from the Bronx. Um, so that's where I grew up. And that's where I went to school. And that is where I got my first degree from. And um, I came here to Florida 20 years after and finished off my plus 30 at um, Florida International University, where I um finished off my, my, my plus 30 for my, my, my licensing for my CPA exam. And I took my exam and it was, uh, I think 18 and a half hours at that time, four parts, you have to pass it all four parts, um, to, to become the CPA. And I'm going to toot my horn here because only 9% of the people pass it the first time. So I took all four parts in my day. It was all four parts at the same time, two days, sitting there for 18 and a half hours with your pencil and your pen, not on the computer, and learning and and taking your exam. And I'm proud to say that I passed all four parts at the same time because... It was commitment. I did it. I did it married. I did it working full time and I did it with a two year old. So it's not impossible. You make your goals, you work towards them, you focus on it and you do what you have to do to get things going. So in addition to that, the, the, the number two thing, which I would actually move to number one is the experience. You have to have the experience. I have been in the accounting field since before I was an adult since before I was an adult, in my father's real estate company. That's what I've, I've been doing. And um, I've been balancing my, check, my dad's checkbook at home. That's how I started learning how to work with finances. So I've been doing this all my life, like accounting, money, talking about money, numbers. It's in my blood. I think it, start, it started in my blood. And, and I still have it in my blood. And I have a passion for... Making it a part of our lives as a good thing and not the evil, not 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 money, not to not to you know not to um, think about those things. So um, so that's that's one of the the things that we needed that I wanted to tell you guys about. It's it's you have to have someone that has experience and education. They have to have experience and education. I I have almost three decades of experience. I came from the corporate world. It came from bookkeeping, then to the corporate world. When I worked for the American Red Cross, the Westchester County chapter during nine 11, um, for their. Uh, assistant director for their accounting department there and then um, when I moved to Florida I started working in a public accounting firm down here I did that for a good few years and then I had another child and I decided to go part-time and started consulting on my own on, on the side that was 2007 that's what I started to do in 2007 so that was when my um, accounting firm was born it was it's called BP tax and accounting service in 2007, I started that um, because I wanted more flexibility. And and the other reason is once you're in a firm for a while and you have experience, you don't get to work with the small people. They bill you out too high. I always want to be able... I found the passion of training. I was training the clients, training the newer junior accountants. I like teaching them how to read their stuff, how to understand things, how to do things. So that, that, I, I didn't want to be one of the high-level accountants that just consulted on, on basics, you know, overview of things. I wanted to be able to train and teach, and that's how I got to um, decide on going out on my own. I've always had a passion to educate, to teach, to, to 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 give back of myself. So one of my beliefs is that God, whatever gifts God gave us, is to share. It's never to keep for yourself. So you have to share of yourself whatever gift it is. For me, it's financial finance and financial wellness. I believe is a gift that people don't even realize that they need me to share with them. They don't realize that it's something that it's so needed in our society. The epidemics that we're dealing with have so much to do with finances that You know, people are afraid to look at it. We're not emphasizing enough on it in our schools. We're not teaching enough on it. We're not even educating our children on the cost of college. You know, yes, it's great to forgive the loans, but if we don't actually look at the cost of the college, the the, the loans are going to be up there again. So there has to be a solution as to teaching children, teaching students, teaching college students that are about to go into college about the finances. My son went started college a few years ago. Not one person in our school system, not one single person sat down with us and said, okay, if your child wants to go to college, these are these this is financial package. If they if if you have to take loans out, this is how much they will owe if they go to this college. This is how much they will owe if they go to this college. Just an estimate. So the parents and the children understand what they're getting into. But Nobody did that for me when I went to college and nobody did that for me and my son when he went to college. So I doubt that people are doing it in the world. If, if there is anybody doing it, it's very minimal. So that's also one of the reasons, one of my motivations for doing what I'm, what what I want to do. So, um, I told you guys about my 27, over three decades of experience. I told you guys, about my graduations from Lehman College City University of New York. Uh, in 2000, I told you guys about my education at Florida Atlantic University and me passing that CPA exam the first time. I am super proud. And my first boss in, in um, Florida, that was one of the things that totally impressed him that I passed it the first time. So the other thing is, is I work in this field. I am dealing with clients. I consult with clients across generations about home buying, retirement, business, business planning, budgets, finances, college. Sometimes I tell my clients, they ask me questions. I'm like, okay, I am a CPA. I'm an accountant, but I am not the chief cook and bottle washer. You guys can't ask me this question. I'm not qualified to give you an answer. Like, Oh, we just want your opinion. Okay. I give you my opinion, but I'm telling you, you need to contact an attorney. You need to contact a title company. You need to contact a real estate agent. You need to contact the professional in that field so you can get ideas. I can consult with them, but I can't give that. I believe in hiring the right profession to help you, the right professional to help you with whatever you're doing. So having that extensive knowledge, that experience that you have with every client, you go through a journey with every client and that experience helps me to be able to teach you guys about the different things that you need to know, not just about taxes you know, when you're entrepreneurs, the entrepreneurs out there, you should not just be doing your books for your taxes. You need to be doing your books for management. You know, you need to be thinking about retirement. You need to be thinking about college. You need to be thinking about FSAs and HSAs and, and all the different avenues that you can save money with. That's the type of tax preparer, that's the type of CPA or EA that you need to be with. Someone that's teaching you, talking about your overall finances. It's not someone that you go to, a neon sign down the block that you go to at the at, during tax season that, that you don't even see to help you do stuff. You, you have to learn to do this year round. You have to be looking at your money, your taxes, your paychecks, everything year round. It's something that you should be constantly looking at. You should carve out time to be looking at that. So, so that's, that's, that's one, one of the things. Working in, in, in corporate and public accounting gives me an upper hand on other CPAs. Not all CPAs work in public and, and, and corporate accounting. In public accounting, you, you get to see the overview of everything. In corporate accounting, you get to dig down and understand how to analyze financial statements, analyze books, why, you know, when something is wrong. You need to recognize when something is wrong and where you need to dig deeper and where you don't need to dig deeper. So it's important to have both sides of experience to, under, to, to to be able to be fully qualified to give that information to the public. You know, and you, you, you want to be getting this information from someone who has an overall package, not just someone who did this, or not just someone who who, who has an experience from one thing or another. You need to, un, a, a certified public accountant is someone who has that overall education, the overall certification, and the experience. So you don't want some 20-something-year-old who has not lived long enough to to get the experience to teach you about these things. So thank you for listening to my intro video. I hope this explains a little bit about who I am, what my motivations are, what I'm trying to give you and why I'm trying to give it to you. And you continue on this journey with me so I can, you know, you join me on this journey so I can give of myself what God's gifts, that he's given me to help you with your life and your financial journey and your financial wellness. This is Sharon, the Modern Savvy CPA. Thank you.